Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is The Ziggler Show, inspired by the grandfather of inspiration himself, Zig Ziggler. Our focus here is you and your personal development. The way to have more tomorrow is to become more today. So we bring you the best of today's world influencers and their messages and discover how we can all apply new and classic methodologies of personal growth to our lives. In this episode, I bring you, I actually titled it rock and roll Jesus and float tank self care. How's that? Uh, this is our habit show. And in this episode, I discovered a really valuable addition to the habit show and the Ziggler wheel of life, courtesy of a small revelation I had. And then an answer from Brian Dixon. Brian was our guest in show 715, where we discussed the message from his new book, start with your people. So when I got to the personal spoke, which is the last one that I talk about in these shows, Brian offered a couple things that he does for himself. And I usually talk about what do you do just for you, you know, uh, fun and play. But I, I just felt myself wanting more for some reason I can't explain. And the aspect or the, the terminology of self-care occurred to me. So I asked him, uh, so along with what you do for yourself, for those fun and play, what about in regards to self-care? And boom, it kind of hit another thought process or, or another wavelength for them. For him, And he immediately gave three specific answers for significant things he does for himself. And interestingly, all three, three things were things I have never done for myself, such as a saltwater float tank and uh, going to see a movie in the theater in the middle of the afternoon, in the middle of the day uh, as a kind of a celebration when he's had a big project or something. So it was just really interesting and insightful discussion. I think you'll get a lot from Hey, a quick thanks to everyone who has been leaving reviews in iTunes recently. It really helps people see what we're about and even helps guests that I asked to be on the show go and vet us to see what the show's about. So here, here's a latest one. It says, uh, this is late, actually the latest review that was left it says one of the podcasts that I listen to religiously. I love Zig's teachings. Uh, they are timeless and filled with God's words. The podcast relates Zig's teachings with the world right now. And I like that because that is entirely the intent that we had when we first started this show. Well, folks, I'm going to bring you Brian Dixon and his habits right after sharing some products and services from our show sponsors we think will be of value to you. All right, Brian, we're going to go behind the scenes now and uh, hear your healthy habits. The first one is physical and nutrition. And folks, if you heard the first show, uh, Brian shared about an accident he was in, told he may never walk again. And of course now, and I know this from social media, you are an avid uh, runner amongst other things. So tell us what your habits are in the physical and nutrition side to keep yourself well. Oh, thanks so much. So this today, uh, it starts with sleep. So I, I, I believe the morning begins with the night before. So, so getting a, you know, a good, for me, it's six hours right now. Most people would probably say you need to get longer, but, but having a decent night's sleep starting, starting early, I've been doing the intermittent fasting. So I don't have anything to eat until 10 AM and, um, drink a lot of water. And I start, I start the day with that power hour, you know, having the morning journal and, and time with God and all that. Uh, but immediately after that, I'll do a workout. So I'm doing so a beach body thing called the morning meltdown. It's a hundred day plan. I did day 13 today. Wow. Uh, so some sort of physical activity. Um, then we get the kids off to the bus, uh, you know, I make their lunches and have breakfast with them and everything. Once they're at the bus, I'm still sweaty from my workout. I'll go, I'll go take a run. And what, what the run does is it, is it, um, 
all the, all the things that I journaled in the morning about what my day looks like, I have time to process it and sort of reorganize what the day looks like. So I just think that the productivity and physical is so related. I have my best thoughts while I'm, while I'm on a run. I absolutely agree, but I love the, the, the methodology of doing that and then having time to ruminate. I do the same thing. It's a run or a ride and I'll find myself focused on that thing, that positive, you know, thing I'm trying to get, or maybe a negative thing I'm working through as well. And it, I don't know why it sticks in there during that. Well, next is family and friends. And I know from the book, what a focal point your family is and mm-hmm. your friends, though, of course we would assume that as the title of your book is about people, but just in your personal life, what are the things, the habits you're employing for the health and, and relationship uh, value for, again, your clo- your immediate family and even beyond that, your friends, which I know you have a big group of. Great question. Thank you. What, what I try to do is I try to bring people with me, just bring them with you. So for example, we, you know, the, our minivan was on its last leg. So we had to go find another minivan. I brought my nine-year-old with me. Huh. So he came to the dealership with me. He, he, and I, and I, not just, he didn't just come and he's sitting on a, you know, an iPad on the corner the whole time. No, he was in the conversation while I was talking about the price, while we were taking the test drive. And I was explaining to him in the middle of the conversation with the, with the sales guy at the, at the dealership, you know, Hey, Rylan, what do you think about this? You know, and, and bringing him in and he got to be a little part of that experience. And in, in the same way, you know, with Julie, when I'm looking at my calendar, I, I booked some travel for a, a conference I'm speaking at. And instead of going and booking off on my own and then telling her about it later, I brought the laptop downstairs and I said, hey, do you have a minute? She happened to have a minute. If she didn't, I would have had to come back later and, and honor her by including her in that process. And just to say, hey, this is the travel I'm looking at booking. What do you think of these times? Because the people around us can read our label better than we can. And so we just, uh, for that example, we just had to tune the flights a little bit because they were a little late. And she said, if you're going to be that late, you're going to feel a little stressed. So maybe make it a little early. So that's the tip is just the people in your life, bring them with you. You know, you notice that this happened two days ago. I noticed that I had a, a, a window of, of no appointments. So I reached out to, to one of my friends who happens to be one of our pastors. And I said, Hey, I've got a window open today. You want to grab lunch? He happened to have a window open. And so instead of eating alone, we had a great conversation. Yeah. So bring people with you. So I'm curious that you went and bought a family vehicle and your wife, <laughs> your wife wasn't there. That's different for most folks. So she just carte blanche said, Hey, whatever. Well, it was the same. So it's a, a Honda Odyssey. So it was exactly the same car, except it was a little newer. Gotcha. And, and we actually had a process we did at home where we, uh, it was her three criteria. It was very mathematical. Nice. It was her three criteria. It was the price, it was the mileage, and it was the uh, the, the model yeah. and uh, or the age, the age of it because it had to be the certain model as well. And and so we found the three that we liked. And then that's when I included uh, my son because we got to go pick which of the three because so they, they were very similar. That's so fun. It was just curious to hear. Well, the yeah. third spoke is mental. So you already talked about that, you know, the aspect of mm-hmm. journaling. And then I love yeah. that putting that, you know, productivity with the exercise uh, for that mental thing. But what are the other things that you're employing consistently for your mental sharpness? You know, the, the brain is an amazing place to have ideas, but a terrible place to keep ideas. Hmm. And I think that what I try to do is I try to output two times more than I'm inputting. 
And I believe in personal development, like automobile university. I love that concept. Absolutely. But I spend half the time in the car or two times that amount of time in the car outputting. So I use, um, the notes app on my phone, I click the Siri button and I just talk my day out. I talk about, so I'll listen to a podcast. So here's your challenge. Okay. Listen to this podcast. And once it's over, instead of going and listening to the next episode, pause, open up your notes app and spend 20 minutes or 40 minutes just getting down your ideas. Cause often what happens is that's where the real transformation takes place is in us processing what we just heard. Goodness. Okay. Yeah. That's that, that again is me. I, I like that. I've never heard it. Good place to have ideas, absolutely mm-hmm. bad place to keep them. And yeah, I use, I use that. I use my notes. I text myself. I have sticky notes. Yes. I, I hate things in my pocket. So I'll stick something in my pocket and it bothers me and I'll, I'll remember it. So many things, uh, but I, I, I like, I like the concepts. Well, four is financial, the financial spoke, which when you're in business for yourself, it's always a little more nuanced than normal. So what are the things you're employing for the financial wellness? So I have a chapter in start with your people all about money mindset, because I believe money really affects our relationships. And, and that was a chapter I didn't want to write because I don't have this all together. This is of, of the spokes. This is the one that anybody who knows me well would say, "Ah, Brian's got to work on that one. Okay. Um, I'm in your group too. Right. But, uh, so there's a couple of things that I've learned. Um, number one is, um, bringing things into the light. So, if, if there is a big bill or if there is a, you know, a low month or whatever it is, the best thing I can do is bring it into the light is, and, and I thought the best thing I could do is hide it. So, so in my entrepreneurial journey, I've been full-time online for six years now, early on, I thought I've got a low month. I need to hide that from Julie. But what I, what I didn't realize hmm. is that when I say, Hey, it looks like it's going to be a low month. Do you have any, any suggestions? Is there anything that you would say so that we can work on this together? She would, she would come up with ideas that I wouldn't even thought about. So stop hiding finances from your spouse or even maybe even from your team, because they might be the solution that you're looking for. Gosh, that's great. So yeah, to all the self-employed people out there. Well, and it goes back to, and we talked about this in the first show, just the power you do of having your spouse on board with you and you're showcasing it there because when it comes to spouse and especially in business, uh, we all know that finances is generally where uh, the crap hits the fan. And I have, I have my own story uh, of that and redemption, thank goodness, from it. But goodness, well, five is spiritual. Uh, Brian is the spiritual spoke, and you've spoken mm-hmm. a little bit of that in the first show. But tell us what's happening there. Yeah, I'm doing this challenge right now, this 40-day challenge uh, called the Holy Hour. And you just it's a blank journal and the, and the Bible. And, uh, and it's, it's like a, it's, it's a meditation of listening to what's the heart of God. Like, what does God have for you? And there's three questions and you write it all down. So I write, I write down, uh, father, what is my identity question mark? And then I just stop. I just, I don't Mm. check my phone. I don't have music on. I just listen. And sometimes I'm led to read a certain scripture verse and I write down what I think God's saying. Like as weird as that sounds, what's my identity? He said, you're, you're my son. I'm pleased with you. And you know, second question, um, what's my purpose? And third question, and you say, father, what's my purpose? And then the third question is father, what's, what are my activities? And every day I've been doing this for, for over two weeks now. And, and every day, like he shows up, 
Like God wants to speak into our life, and but we just don't have the white space to allow him to do that or we're not listening because he speaks with a still small voice. So that's really been transformational uh, in my life. And then every, after it's been written down, I want to check it with scripture. You know, I, I believe in the veracity of scripture uh, and and I believe that, you know, the Bible has has truths for us that we that we can live out. And so checking whatever I've written down based on what scripture says and it's, it's been so empowering and, and also just clarifying because I really believe having that clarity gives you the confidence to really show up for people. And so for me, that's, that's what's working right now. You just combine two books that are favorites of mine. One is Hearing God by Dallas Willard. I'm going through that again so good. right now. But then I think a lot of people on the show here will know because I've interviewed him, I think twice, Bob Bodine and his book, Two Chairs, which is asking those yes. questions and right. listening, which is always the one I have to come back to for myself is not just ask, not just seek, but stop and, and listen. And that's a consistent effort on my part. Six, Brian, is career. And, uh, you know, you share a lot about that, about your own in the book. I mean, my gosh, it feels like you're at a, a bit of a Zenith right now with a lot going on and probably, well, you, you do have, you have a lot of people you're working with a lot of endeavors. So I'm guessing you have a lot to, uh, a lot to manage. So tell us how you're keeping things together career wise. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm a student of, of Michael Hyatt. I'm a student of Dan Miller. I'm, I'm a student of many that have come before Zig, Zig as well. Um, I just, I just believe like, it's so incredible that we get to live in 2019 and, and I want to be a good steward of everything God has given me. And that's a strategic brain. It's just like, it's one of my strength finders, right? It's just that strategy. So what I, what I'm learning to do is whatever is not in my, you know, whatever you want to call it, your zone of genius or your top five strengths or, or whatever is I need to get somebody else I trust to do that get it off my plate and I never really have to think about it. And so I, I live my day by my calendar and, and knowing that the decision that was made either by me or by my team to have that block of time to, to uh, bring my best strategic mind to that project is the best place that I can be. And so I think for career, it's about learning your, your, what you're really, really good at. Like you're really good at and just doing that and being willing to invest in the tools, the technology, and the team in order to have outsource the rest, right? Have other people do all the things that you're not great at. Because I just think that like, we need each other, right? We just need each other. And so if I focus on my zone of genius and each of my team members are focused on what they're really good at, their zone of genius, we're going to be a team of geniuses. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. going to be amazing, but if we all sort of step on each other's toes and we're in each other's business, it's not going to move for, uh, fast and, and forward and we're going to fumble all around. Yeah, I'm going to take the opportunity to ask you, though, for those who are out there hearing that message, probably not the first time they've heard the value yeah. of delegating, of having a team, of having people do the things that you're not good at, of you working in the area that you specialize that only you can do. Okay, they hear that. But then as you know, and I know you've been there. Uh, so I'll ask you to speak to that for those who feel like, okay, I get it, but man, I do not have the resources. Who am I going to, I don't have the money. I don't have the money to go hire a team, Brian. It's great that you can, but I don't know how to do that. So you, you had a time period when you didn't have the money probably, or uh, maybe mm-hmm. didn't feel you have the connections. I don't know. Speak to it if you would though, because I, I know you can. You already have a team. You do. You already have a spouse. You have friends. Um, I, I was talking to a, a homeschooling blogger the other day. She has eight kids. She's so busy. And she said, you know, I just wish I could get a mother's helper, like somebody to help me with some dishes and some preparation. And I said, listen, 
you are like that person wants to work with you and and by by not allowing them to help you're you're um you're preventing them from having that blessing and so what i would say is if you you feel like i can't afford it what i would do is i would post on my social media right now i'd go to my facebook profile right now pause this episode and say is anybody interested in and then and then whatever you're looking for so for example that's where i started i said is anybody interested in being a social media intern to help me get my instagram off the ground this is several years ago and i had a number of 40 45 year old women tagging their daughter to say hey you you're looking for an internship go help him wow so you can find people uh, and, and, you know, p- workers do his wages, right? So, so you can pay people well, but sometimes the way you pay is through opportunity, especially with the min- millennial generation. It's hard to get that first foot in the door. And maybe by you not asking for help, you're preventing them from that opportunity that they've been looking for. Okay. That's just, that's brilliant. And, and I'm, I'm there right now reaching out. We're trying, we were, we started homeschooling with the kids again and we just need help. Neither of my wife and I are detail people. We want somebody to be kind of the admin and do that. Yeah. So I reached out and we're meeting Monday with somebody and uh, walking that out. You are listening to the Ziegler show and I know you're getting great ideas from all Brian is sharing. Uh, that, and you're now running to your social media to look for interns like I am. Well, coming up next, I asked Brian about his personal spoke and it's following that where I inquired further with him about his self-care. And here's where he gave three specific things he does. None of which I have ever done for myself ever. Uh, so we'll jump back in with Brian after I share these products and services we believe will be of value to you from our show sponsors. Oh, killer to hear the last one, Brian is personal. And this is the one that I try to cash it in that this is, this is for you. Uh, this is, I mean, obviously everything, you know, this is all personal, everything you talked about, but this is fun. It may be play. It's the things that just fill you up, make you the best Brian you can be. Oh, so there's so many, um, I, I love like loud rock and roll, like just like la- like Led Zeppelin first or second album, just blasting it like so much fun. And what I've learned to do is to say to Julie, do you need me to go pick up milk? Like, do you need me to go to the store and just <laughs> going to the store? I know it sounds so lame because I've got three little kids, but just going to the store, going to the store by myself and like blasting the music in my minivan, right? <laughs> and just like, just enjoying that, that just the pounding bass and the screeching guitar, you know? So that's one for sure is just enjoying the music. Um, and then number two, it's, it's physical activity. I love physical activity. Uh, and right now for me, it's, it's, it's being comfortable with being a beginner, and so I've never played soccer my whole life. I kind of made fun of it as a sport, just like the same way I felt about golf. I kind of made fun of it as a, as a kid. Every Sunday from 3.30 to 5.30 for two hours, I play this little pickup league of soccer. And it has been so much fun because I'm not very good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting better every week, but I'm just not that great. And so I, bring, I can't bring ego to it because I don't have the skills to have the ego for it, you know? So that's been so much fun. I can't play guitar, you know, like Jimmy Page, and I can't play soccer like, you know, whoever's a big soccer person because I don't even know. And um, and that's been so enjoyable because I feel like I need to be showing up so much for my business and for my clients yeah. and be be the expert practitioner all week that the fun is being a beginner. 
You know what? I, I'll ask. Well, I'm going to tag one more question. I, I've not done this before, but since you know my dad well, you know, he has been in the past, I don't know, year or so, you know, his journey and yeah. been even bringing himself for the first time in some ways to self-care to how do so I good. do that? Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing that that, you know, those things go into your, anything else that you would put in that, that, man, this is something that you have done. Yeah. Kind of in that thing. Well, again, you're putting people first. So you got all these people, but where you do, I talked about this in the first thing, maybe some, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't want to steer this for you, but not, not some boundaries, but some things that you say, you know, I, I am going to do something just for myself. Anything else that fits in there? Absolutely. Uh, I've got three. Yeah. So when I travel, I've got a little hack for you guys. Okay. These are for, for guys that travel a lot. What you do is you know, if you don't have like a corporate account for your rental car, which I don't because it's my own company, I, I go on Expedia and I buy the, I, I, I reserve the lowest price car. So like a $25 a day car. And then I go to the counter and I use my personal networking skills and I sweet talk the person at the counter to give me the best. I, I always walk up and I go, hey, whatever, whatever they've got on, on reserve for me, ignore it. What's the coolest car you have right now? And they always say it's a Camaro or it's uh, or it's a Mustang. That's just always what it is. And uh, I'm like, awesome. You know, my budget was only $25 a day because they can see it, right? So I'm like, so can you cut me a deal? And nine times out of 10, Kevin, an extra 20 bucks a day, so $45 a day, and I'm riding in a really cool car that's like that's so cute. much fun. And a car that I could never have at my home, right? right? But when I'm in Nashville or Orlando or San Diego or whatever on a, on a business trip, I'm able to drive a really fun car and play Led Zeppelin really, really loud. Okay, and that's. I don't I am care doing, what anybody else thinks about me. I am doing that on my next <laughs> one, and I'll, I'll, I'll report because yeah, what you said, I can't do that. But I can't. I live up in the Rocky Mountains. You got to have all wheel drive. Right. I, I drive trucks, which I, I can, yeah, you know, I, I don't even like trucks. So I'm going to do that. Okay, that's, that's brilliant. So all right, next that's, one. That's, that's one of them. Um, I've I've learned that you know my like my brain just gets full and I found that self-care I need to, I need to empty like all the ideas in my head. And it's like, it's a blessing in the curse, you know? And I, I think it's ADHD. My, one of my mentors, Dan Martell talks about how ADHD is like the strategic advantage of many entrepreneurs is because we just constantly have ideas. So I've discovered the power of uh, the float tank, you know, this, this uh, saltwater tanks that you go and you, do you know what I'm talking about? The sensory deprivation float tanks? Vaguely, not, not a first hand, no, no, no experience. Uh-uh. Get ready, buddy. Your okay. life's about to change. Okay. I was, I was at a Ray Edwards mastermind with your dad in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And, and I, I think it was our friend, Chad Cannon was talking about float tanks. I'd never tried one before. So I went and I found one in Phoenix, Arizona, this float spa. It was like 50 bucks. And for one hour, you like lay in the saltwater with the lid closed, like it's complete sensory deprivation. It's like you're floating in space. And I'm, I'm laying there feeling like an idiot, you know, by myself, like, this is so dumb. Why did I sign up for this in the middle of this, you know, break from this mastermind thing. And I hear this boom, 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 this like bass sound. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't even concentrate. Cause there's this like loud car outside playing like techno music or whatever. And then I realized there was no car outside. It was the sound of the blood rushing through my head. That's wow. how quiet it is. Wow. And just to get quiet. And for me, that's the one place I can go because nobody's bugging me for, I take, I do 90 minute floats now and, and just doing that. And then what happened is after the 60 minute float this, and at this time, uh, I got out, showered off, got out. I walk out to the little lounge area and the guy hands me a journal and a pen. And I said, what is this for? And he said, it's to write down all your brilliant ideas. Wow. 
I was like, what? I had no idea this was a thing. And I sat there for like 40 minutes, just writing down everything I thought about. And it was like the name of our company, the name of my new book, like who I need to hire, who I need to say I'm sorry to. Like, it's really, really powerful. So that's, wow. that's a, another self-care habit. Uh, and then the third one, which is super fun, is seeing a movie in the middle of the day. Like there is some magic to, you know, two o'clock matinee on a Tuesday. Like you, you have limiting beliefs about what's possible. Go see a movie at two o'clock on a Tuesday in the middle of the workday. And you'll realize that you have agency over so much of your life. There's so many decisions that, that we're, we're unconsciously making and something about walking out of a movie theater after seeing a really fun movie, usually like some action movies, shoot 'em up movie and walking out at four 30 in the afternoon when it's still light outside after just seeing a movie and going like, I can, I can change so much of my life because I just made a decision to go see a movie in the middle of the day. Like, I know it sounds so small, but this, like, it just hits me every time I do that. And it's, it's maybe monthly or every other month. Yeah. Usually when I'm, usually when I'm traveling or after a big project's over, um, I'm planning on doing the next couple of days. Cause I just, I just launched this book, you know, and it's just like, it just, it, it opens your mind to the possibility of what else could I do? That's, Countercultural, right? That's against the tide of everybody commuting themselves to death. I can go see a movie at two o'clock. What else could I do? What other product could I launch? How else could I better serve the people that are in my life? Okay. Well, as I said, I've never asked the question that way. And I'm just sitting here <laughs> uh, paying attention to you, but I just went and put notes in that from this point forward and that personal one, I'm going to, in parentheses, self care. Uh, because that took you down a road. You obviously didn't go when I asked the first question and you named three things that I've never done in my life. I've never tried to get the upgrade on the car. I've never, uh, done a float tank or really even heard of that. I don't know, at least in my adult life, maybe as a kid, I don't know. I've seen a movie in the middle of the day. Um, all right. Well, Hey, there you go. I, I, I got, I got my lead ins for the intro on the habit show that folks, I got three things I never have done for myself that now I'm going to try. Man, Brian, thank you. Thanks for just being open and authentic, taking us behind the scenes and for giving me some cool things to try out. I am immensely grateful. Thanks, Kevin. Well, folks, hope you enjoyed the insightful look into Brian Dixon's habits. Again, you can check out his new book, Start With Your People, at briandixon.com, but uh, also, of course, wherever you get your books. Well, coming up next in episode 718, I titled it The Fallacy of Being a Natural. I mean, truthfully, don't you assume that people who are the best at what they do. They were just naturals at it, right? It came, it came easily to a degree. Yet we have so many stories of people who had no natural ability. I mean, it wasn't just something that came easy. Uh, and they performed at a low level initially, but they trained themselves up into a level of really good success, even mastery. I mean, in a stark example, we have somebody like James Earl Jones with one of the most recognized uh, voice in the world who was almost mute as a child for eight years, thanks to a severe stutter. Uh, and it's not that, dr not that drastic, but in this upcoming show, I bring you a message from Zig Ziglar, where he explains 
his own story, his desire to enter sales. And it was really just a financial incentive enticement that he was going after. And the follow, he had to talk the company. Uh, it took him a long time. As you'll hear, talk them into hiring him because they didn't believe he could sell well. And he says he spent the next two years working for them, proving that they were right. And he just did very poorly. So it's an entertaining story, of course, but it puts into perspective the reality that often the masters that we know of didn't start off with just some easy way in some advantage. They simply applied themselves, learned and trained, which opens the doors for all of us to pursue even those things that initially we may feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not that good. So till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.